basically nothing to worry about, Brigade Leader. You're not going to catch space mums or cosmic gonorrhea simply walking about talking to people. That's okay for you to say, Dr. Hazel, with your amazing time weasel constitution. But some of us are merely mortal. Also, I'm off duty. Please, call me Alan. Actually, Brigade Leader, Alan. Despite what you might think, my health has been okay in all the years I've been travelling with the Doctor. You're certain this medical device you've provided will protect me? Certainly. Well, for most routine ailments, conditions, plagues and infections across the cosmos. Guaranteed infallible for a thousand years. Just don't ask from when he started counting those years. And you're quite sure? But there's only a suppository version. Ah, uh, it's the single most effective route to administer any time-release medication. Honestly, you primitive life form can be so touchy about your orifices. Well, Doctor, it's it's all a little, uh, well, undignified for a chap. Ellen, you taking your medicine is the most undignified event you experienced during your time in the 28th century, then you'll be getting off pretty lightly. Take it from me. Desperate to revitalize his missing lust for adventure, Dr. Wahedal has randomized the Weasels' navigation and found himself, along with accidental companion brigade leader Alan Archway Badger and inadvisable assistant Advic Goose, in the 28th century. Will the trio discover new wonders, experience profound personal revelations, or could they be about to blunder into the heart of a catastrophic galactic war in Dr. Wahedal and the Foul Leisure Domain, Part 2? It might just be me. But everyone on this space station seemed a little bit jittery. Roger on that, Doctor. Saw those military-looking types back there watching everybody like a hawk. Seen that stare a thousand times myself on Ops. Clearly something's up. We're here as Taurus Allens. There's no need to get involved ourselves. Let's sit down in this nice bar, order a few drinks, and, uh, you know, soak in the local culture. Hmm. Transnebulonic tonsil tickler. Oh, no thanks. Do you think they've got spring water here? Remind me not to invite you down the Rose and Crown next Friday, Avic. I'll order a selection of the local tipples and we'll, uh, we'll see what floats our boat on this occasion, eh? Do you think they have a decent stout? And perhaps some, some, some pork scratchings? Marcy won't let me have them back home, you see. But when you're on holiday... Oh, we're eight centuries and 50,000 light years from Earth, and that's what you want? Try living a little. Here. I've ordered you some pronky dip with a side of freshly fried lampkins. Not going to be alive this time, are they, Doctor? I've told you before, I'm never that keen on eating anything which riddles and screams as I swallow. Great Scott. Is that like being serious? <laughs> Nothing to do with me, Colonel Stober. Thorkwind was perfectly fine when he disembarked from the Cronauer. If you ask me, either the chickies got to him, or maybe he ate a bad batch of fried lampkins. Hmm, no, let's cancel that order. Maybe the mushy brilliants are a better plan anyway. You're entitled to your opinion, Captain, but there'll have to be a formal inquiry. The envoy was the only hope we had of negotiating with the Chikonian Empire. What am I supposed to report to the First Minister now? Surely there must be someone else on board Cockordance with diplomatic experience. Maybe it's escaped your attention, Riggs, but we're on the verge of all-out war with the Chiconians. Your venerable Thorkwind was our finest ambassador with decades of experiences negotiating with non-Terrans. Hang on, isn't there... Captain Beryllium from the Shazbot! Why it is you! How have you been? I'm sorry, sir? 
But this is a private and highly sensitive conversation. Really shouldn't have been having it in a public space then, should you? Dr. Hazel, By all the moons of Celestia! You haven't changed one micron! And it must have been, why, nearly 15 years since I last saw you. Really? Doesn't time fly when you approach it in a non-linear progression? <laughs> what the devil is this historically garb creature talking about? Uh, I'm sorry, Colonel Stover, wasn't it? Uh, Dr. Wee Hazel here loves making these non-sequiturs and then laughs himself sick while everyone stands around looking confused. I find it's best to ignore him. Hedvig! But you... you were... when she... What? Oh my! An exploding space raider business! Me and all those cyborial wretches atomized across the sector! I can understand why you might be confused to see me alive again. Uh, you see, Dr. Heathel cheated by popping back in time to rescue me at the last microsecond. That's wonderful, <laughs> if slightly improbable news. More importantly, though, if you pair are here right now, then, Colonel, I think we might have our replacement negotiators. Okay, so let me lay it out as I understand the situation now. The Chaconian Empire's knocking on the United Earth Confederation's front door. While the negotiator, who was supposed to find a way out of this mess, is currently in your med bay throwing up his guts. And you think, I should stand in for him. Uh, is it uh, very well paid? A concise and precise assessment, Doctor. Captain Beryllium here was commanding the transport the Ambassador was on when he became unwell, hence her involvement. Drem it all to Franto. This was supposed to be my last mission before I finally moved somewhere quiet. Now my ship's impounded until Stover's finishes inquiry, and if the Chaconians declare war, I can kiss my peaceful retirement goodbye. You'll find potentially seditious poisoning of a UEC dignitary is clear grounds for a formal inquiry under Space Force Directive 5, Captain. I assure you... Doesn't make it any more convenient. I'd rather be away from the frontier before the Chaconians kick off their war. You and me both, Captain. Shh, goose. Look, let's cut to the chase. It would be my pleasure to pull everyone's space bacon out of the space fire. Now, does this job give me a tasty space hat to wear? Does everyone in the future just put the word space in front of normal terms? In my long experience, yes. The future is seemingly devoid of linguistic imagination. Plus, if my certificate in interstellar PPE wasn't enough, I also haven't brought along my military specialist, Brigade Leader Alan Archway Badger, Commander of Entity. Entity? I'm sorry, I'm not aware of that organisation within the UEC. What's their remit? Entity is an elite, highly classified body reporting directly to the Minister. It specialises in affirmative military counters to any and all potentially belligerent first contact situations or malign non-Terran incursions onto home soil. Hmm, your line of command is direct to the Minister. Impressive. Look, normally I'd run this through channels, but with the Chikonian High Ambassador's arrival imminent, there's no time. Riggs, you trust this individual? I trust the Doctor and his associates with my life, Clancy. Without the Doctor and Advig, I'd have lost a lot of good people on the Shazbot. Very well. 
Dr. Huizel, by the authority of the United Earth Confederation, I hereby confer the title, privileges and responsibilities of Venerable Terran Ambassador, first rank. I do believe hearing this is making me tingle all over. TMI, Dr. Huizel, as always. Quite. I'll leave you to acquaint yourself with the data packet while I go make arrangements for the Chiconian's arrival. So, Captain Beryllium, is the situation as critical as it sounds? Just between these four bulkheads, Brigade Leader, they could be grimmer. The Chiconians have been nibbling away at our borders despite our treaties with them. From what I've experienced, they're pretty certain to go on the offensive if these talks fail. But why? Space is big. It's almost its quintessential property. The idea of two empires clashing for territory in an effectively infinite region makes no sense whatsoever. It's not territory. It's political ideologies and social factors, Advic. The Confederation comprises dozens of species with a multitude of physiologies and physiognomies. The Chikoni Empire, by contrast, every single citizen is an avian form. Basically, giant birds, Alan. Hmm... I began to wonder if I shouldn't lock the goose up inside the Weasdis, just in case he's a secret Chiconian spy. Birds of a feather and all that sort of thing. Shut up, Doctor. I'm no Chiconian agent. I'm from another universe as well, you know. All the same, I'll be watching you with my beady weasel eyes. Quizzling. Now, everyone, scat. I have a lot of reading to do. And plus I need to book some time to get outfitted for my official ambassadorial robes. I wonder if they've got anything in teal. Just when I thought I'd seen everything. Has anyone mentioned that you look like you're wearing a pair of jade green curtains? It's called Style Goose. You either got it or you ain't. And Goosey, I've got it in spades. I'm not sure quite why it's only us three meeting the Chaconian delegation. Shouldn't we have a few of Colonel Stover's boys and girls in grey with a few fancy ray guns along with us? You know, in case things take a turn for the pugnacious. Second rule of diplomatic niceties, Alan. Best to avoid looking like you want to shoot the other side in the head rather than shaking their mandibles. Or wings, claws, as it may be. Doctor, I don't think the Chaconians have read the same ambassadorial guidelines as you. Look! They're all armed to the peak! Can the talks get off to a good start? Or will there be a declaration of war before bedtime? Does Anthony Goose harbour any secret sympathies with his fellow avian sentient beings? Or can he remain loyal to the Earth? And however will the Brigade Leader explain to his wife where he's been and why he missed their regular Tuesday night bridge club? We might answer one of these questions in Dr. Weasel and the Foul Legitimate Part 3! Dr. Weasel's a Weasel Tell Audio Enterprises production, starring Randolph Weasel with Dr. Weasel, Killington Goose as Big Goose, and featuring John Gathercole as the Brigade Leader, Joe Scott Darrell as Captain Beryllium, and John Westermancote as Colonel Stover.